0: morning liberty
1: well what is up all of our liberty loving friends this is another fantastic episode of the good morning liberty podcast my name is nate and with me as always right across from me is charles chuck lawrence charlie thompson how's it going today man oh it's you know pretty good it's raining yeah. Very loud. I, it, uh, honestly, you can
0: probably hear it right now. It's raining so hard. It's uh, which was weird because it was ridiculously hot this morning. I know. And uh, but maybe the rain's a good thing. Who knows? But things are things are you know at least on this side of the lake. Yeah. Things look are looking pretty decent. My side of the lake not that great. Really? Yeah. yeah. You're on the yeah you're.
1: I'm on the the I'm on the. Lower safety end of the lake. There was just a shooting, like a block away from my house, just last week or the week before. So it's already not that great. On also on that side of the lake, you and I had to call the cops one time because we thought someone was about to kill us. That's true. And of course, it took them forty-five minutes to show up. And uh, I did my job, which was getting the women and children out of the way. Yeah, you took off
0: and left me to fend for myself. (laughs) Took off and left Charlie. That was like ten years ago, and I'll never forget it. (laughs) This is why we're semi best friends. Oh, God. <laughs> it really should be me who doesn't want to be friends with you <laughs> oh. this whole time. But you know, I've got a forgiving heart. <laughs> I'm full of agape love and I've, you know, given you chance after oh, chance man. <laughs> to be my friend. I
1: wouldn't do it the same way again, but that's in hindsight, honestly. I mean, well, it, now, it, looking back at that situation, I still defend my actions. Uh, not the best friend move that you could have. But listen, I thought Charlie he was so close to his apartment, I thought he was gonna be able to just run in his apartment. Well, I didn't know that Charlie didn't have the keys to his apartment. <laughs> so then he's trapped up a flight of stairs with the guy who's threatened who had just stabbed his wife and was threatening to harm us as well when we confronted him. And uh I was in a car with with the ladies and I just I've never put a car in reverse so fast in my entire life. (laughs) And I don't even remember looking back, but I reversed through the entire apartment complex in a couple seconds. Yeah, And it's a wonder I didn't hit any cars or anything like that. It was just, just straight on back.
0: You just lost your wife. Don't throw out your best friend. So
1: I thought Charlie was going to be able to get into his apartment. and He was not able to get into his apartment.
0: Well, here's the other thing. This guy was Samoan. And so he was Mm -hmm. like, I'm six, eight. He was probably like six, eight. Yeah. He was just as tall as I was. Big old guy, big guy. And, uh, and so, I mean, I still obviously I'm alive. Yeah. You know, luckily, but, uh, that was a, that was a crazy day. It, it and was, now yeah. I just carry. Now no, you just carry a gun. I don't worry about it. Yeah. I learned my lesson. The Back guy- Then I used to count on police and now I'm like, yeah, definitely don't want to count on those guys.
1: Something really bad that happened to that guy, right? I mean, he I know he was really drunk and um, Yeah.
0: his uh his daughter it was the anniversary of his daughter's death. And he Her, was yeah. really drunk and his daughter and died yeah. when she was only like 10 years old from a bad accident. Yeah. You, and, you
1: never uh, know what someone's going through. It's not just yes. because the guy was I mean, obviously he was doing something terrible. Uh, his wife was okay, by the way. Um, it, it's He was obviously doing something terrible, but you never truly know what's going on in someone's life. Yeah. I mean, that, that's Marie, always important.
0: Marie says, I'm alive, no thanks to Nate. Exactly, which is sh- why we talk about personal responsibility here, because sometimes you can't even trust your friends.
1: Listen, women and children first, I was doing my duty, okay? However you want to justify it to sleep at We night. could have died sitting there waiting on you to get back to the car, <laughs> all right? I was trying to protect... <laughs>
0: as many lives as I could. I didn't even have a chance to get back to the car. I started leaving.
1: (laughs) There's no way you were going to catch up with the car. There's no possible way.
0: It was crazy though, because we pulled in and this, he, he was in his truck and he was driving erratically in the parking lot. Yeah. He like backed up into a tree. He bumped into another car and all this stuff. And me being the great guy that I am willing to save anyone. I just asked the guy if he was okay. And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. What are you going to do about it? And I was like, what do you mean? What, what are you going to do about it? Uh, I was just making sure you're all right. He's like, yeah, I'm fine. Then he started like following me very closely. And uh, he goes, what are you going to do? He just kept asking, what are you going to do about it? I was like, dude, get away from me. And he's like, oh, I got something for you. Yeah. And he goes back to his truck and I'm sitting there watching him. All of a sudden I see a pull out something black. That's all I saw i was like holy shit this guy's got a gun yeah run run and uh and at the time i didn't have a gun i wasn't full-on liberty yet and and Nate left me to fend for myself listen man how would you feel going to my funeral i'd if if that
1: were the i case? would have been sad I would have been sad about it, but um, you you know what? I'm not going to apologize. This was all your <laughs> fault for going up and trying to stop the guy. OK, yeah. I just wanted to go in and play Xbox or poker or whatever we were right. about to do. OK, <laughs> so you take responsibility for this. I'm not going to do it.
0: Anyway, long story short, the cops took 45 minutes to show up, which, lo and behold, imagine that. Literally, we told them, hey, this guy's got, got a gun. Got a gun. We,
1: called, we thought for sure he had a gun, was threatening to harm us. He was completely erratic, he, he belligerent.
0: Because the cops took so long to show up, he ended up going back into his own apartment and stabbing his wife Mm -hmm. and all kinds of crazy stuff. It was just one of the craziest stories and experiences of my life.
1: That was just like a few months after we moved to Nashville. That was like our welcome to Nashville experience.
0: And all that to say, um, if you guys enjoy this podcast, please hit the subscribe button.
1: That's exactly what we were talking about. We talk about about
0: life, liberty, the pursuit of meaning. We also talk about stabbings and. (laughs) police taking forever to show up and all kinds of stuff. So it's a, it's a fun time. I'm sure they
1: were busy. I'm sure they had a great reason for taking so long Mm -hmm. to show up, you know, that you
0: live on the other side of that crusty, crusty pay Lake. Yeah. And, uh, I'm, we're moving actually. The office is moving next week to a, the even nicer side of the pay Lake. It's an undisclosed location. Not going to let anyone know (laughs) at all. Yeah. But in case you guys didn't hear in yesterday's show, Maurice Jones Drew, not the football player, (laughs) he won the contest, the Good Morning Liberty economic stimulus package, and that was $500 and a lifetime subscription to mastermytrades.com. So uh, he just got his money today, which is nice. And then, uh, of course, he's already been trading with us. This just gives him an added bonus. And so um, we're going to, you know, he can spend that 500 on whatever he wants to, but maybe he'll take some trades with it and see what happens.
1: The only caveat is that you don't donate it to Bernie Sanders. That's that's really it. That's illegal. That's the only thing that it comes with the contract in there. You can't donate it to Bernie Sanders. Uh-huh. Honestly, uh, any political campaigns, really. You know, that that's what, are you buying stocks over there? I just sold. Oh, Okay. <laughs> well, anyway, actually, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. It's your money. It's your money. Use it how you need it. So, you guys all know what's going on. Um, it seems like things are, dare I say, calming down somewhat, but that's only because it's hard to set things on fire after they've already burned down. Mm-hmm. So, th- things are coming, things are maybe calming down just a little bit, just a little bit. So, But there's been a lot of, you know, there's been a lot of bad things. And what I wanted to talk about was what is this movement about? Obviously, this started with what happened to George Floyd. We've talked plenty about that. Obviously, he was murdered. The people should be brought to justice. Terrible situation. Uh, That's how it started. But I don't feel like that's what's going on anymore. I don't feel like that's what's happening right now. And you can tell me if I'm wrong. But I do feel like this. This obviously is not just George Floyd. This was a catalyst, and this is uh, years and years of people being upset about things. And I also think there's other things mixed in too. I think this is a hatred of the entire system, including capitalism, including the entire structure that we have. People that feel like they have been held down for for any for any reason that are out there destroying places. I mean, why why else would you go and burn down your neighbor's business if you didn't just hate capitalism in itself and hate the entire structure in itself you you would have to know that you're obviously not doing anything to get any type of justice for what happened to George Floyd that's that would be my assumption other people taking advantage of this people who need money that are looting and taking things saw a hilarious story saying that apple has a special notification on their phones that lets people know that the police have been notified of the location of the phone for all the phones that have been stolen wow so you're not able to get in them and the the only thing that's on the screen says that there's a location notification on this phone uh so that's you know in true apple fashion just kind of clean like uh you know we're we kind of have this covered already. Like we we're covering our bases on this. Uh, You're not going to be able to do anything with this phone. You know, we can totally track it down. So anyway, I think that there are a lot of people taking advantage of this. There are people exploiting what is a rightful protest uh, against police brutality in general. Uh, And then I think there are people who are taking advantage of the situation so they can enrich themselves. And so we have to be able to differentiate between those two things and not just, Disparage people who are out protesting uh, the the government, and we also have to talk about people who are rioting and destroying people's lives in the process of doing this. So it's important that we are able to contrast the difference between those two things. So,
0: and that's <clears throat> that's an okay position to have.
1: Yeah, it's they're different things, right? So it, it's you know, and the other thing that I wanted to say is. I'm not encouraged by the protest against the police, by the way, like maybe someone in the Libertarian Party would be where they're trying to take advantage of the situation. I don't think that people's mindset that are protesting the police right now is that of we want a smaller, more limited government. I don't think that that is the overall. Now, there might be plenty of people that are out there protesting and that's what they want. I would not say that the overall mindset of this protest against police brutality is that the state has too much power and control over our lives. So I think the Libertarian Party is continuing to fool itself if it thinks that that is going to be the outcome of fanning the flames of these protests. Uh, that that is not going to be the outcome whatsoever. I'll go ahead and tell you that. I'll go ahead and tell you that right now. So I wanted to play. Well, t- tell him. I told you I just said that. Yeah, Let's go ahead and tell them. I wanted to play something uh, video. Uh, you guys in the live show will be able to see it. Everyone else will be able to hear it. Uh, there. So if you're
0: not part of the live show, you better get in on the live show. We but just had a new patron sign up the other day. Uh, yesterday, I believe, or this morning. So you can do that by going to patreon.com slash goodmorningliberty, patreon.com slash goodmorningliberty. Get in on this live action.
1: Yeah. Um, For real. So as a warning to anyone listening to the podcast, if you have – uh, children or anything near the. a lot of the videos that we play today are going to have all of the cursing and everything involved in them. I, I, these are videos from other people's pages. Uh, so there will be several F-bombs dropped in the following video. We Ear- will, earmuffs, mom. Yeah, go ahead and hit the earmuffs uh, because that's that's what's about to happen. And let me find this specific one. So this is one, you know, we've been critical of the riots. We've been critical of the idea Uh, that's behind a lot of the destruction that's going on but we have to remain objective and principled as we're talking about this and realize that there is a problem with the state having too much control and that should be rightfully peacefully protested so when we do see things that come from police officers in these protests with people who are obviously protesting peacefully and something just completely egregious happens we're going to remain objective and call that out. Because there is not just one single side on this entire argument. And if you're not on that side, then you're wrong. Or if you're not on that side, you're with me or you're against me. That's not the case. Like there, there are good things happening, bad things happening. Cops are doing bad things. Cops are doing good things. Everything needs to be judged on an individual basis and not an entire group's basis When when we show this. So that is what we are going to do. We are going to point out something. That we have clearly seen here that is completely egregious this is the kind of thing that police officers really need to be taken care of because i actually tweeted that these these officers need to be fired and honestly they need to be arrested for assault because it's not just fired they should be charged they should be charged with assault on this basis so uh, i will play what happened here once again uh, a lot of f-bombs things like that so what you know earmuffs mom
0: yeah It's not me saying fuck, mom. It's them.
1: (laughs) So there's just a group of people standing on the sidewalk yelling at a line of police officers. If you can't see the video.
0: And then for no reason at all, the police come up and mace this black guy. I'm going to play that part again. Like when I'm the girl for no reason, when I first saw it, I
1: was like, come on. Like something had to have happened. Someone threw something. Someone made a violent threat. At first, I didn't have the volume on when I was watching. I was like, someone made a violent threat. This guy said that he was about to kill them or something like that. Like, like something violent happened. Surely, surely some type of threat of violence happened in this peaceful protest that was going on. And that, no, that's not the case. This was completely unwarranted, completely. I'm going to back it up once again. This is literally a guy standing on the sidewalk with a group of other people that are yelling things at police officers, which, by the way, you can yell whatever you, you can want. Yell. It's just disgusting. It's completely disgusting. It's it's so this is the important part of remaining objective on this entire thing because, um, like Sam just said, that's been the unfortunate part. There's the enemy's been unclear and it's been distorted. Like there's no like this. There is evil on all sides here, and there is no reason whatsoever. For those cops to literally just standing there, no one did anything violent to them whatsoever. They're just yelling things. No one came things. towards them. No one came towards them. There were, they didn't have any weapons. And they literally just walked over to the guy. They were standing 30 feet away from the guy, 40, 50 feet away from the guy. And the big group of them walked up to the guy, picked him out and sprayed him with mace and picked him out and, and put him down on the ground and the rest them. him. Like, what good do you think you're doing
0: as a police officer at that point? What are you doing? And see, there's some people that they just want to show their power. They just be yeah. like, oh, I can do it. And yeah, it's disgusting. And got, in fact, those officers look like racists. Yeah, well, they're I mean, the ones that actually look like real racists. One of them was black,
1: by the by the way. I mean, it's it, and that's the thing. Like, to me, this doesn't come just strictly down to racism. It comes down to people who have power over other people. And tyrants are going to tyrant. And they're going to exert that force. And that's what's going to happen when you give the state more and more power all the time. People who have that power are going to decide that they're going to show people that they have that power. And it's so insane. I, I think that's what's I think that's what's happening. Yeah, this is this is what I what I tweeted that these all the cops here involved, at least in that general vicinity that walked up to the person need to be charged with with assault or what you know, especially the one that maced them, the people who put them all, pull them off the sidewalk and put them down on the ground needs to be charged with assault. And the other guys that were standing around need to be charged with whatever it is. Whenever you watch someone be assaulted That's and not Marie do anything said. about it, again, all it. So, of those
0: cops are complicit. <clears throat> so they're they're just standing by watching people's rights be violated. It's absolutely insane. So and so like I remember one time it, it was Fourth of July. It was one of my first years. Being here, and in Nashville on the river, there used to be this um, old cabin. I don't mm, think I remember that. I was there. It's there anymore. Is no, I it? don't think it is. But it had this deck on the end of it. Now, this was a uh, was it a library? It wasn't a library, but it was a it was a Nashville-owned historic site. Okay, and so it's bought and paid for by the taxpayers, uh, vis-a-vis me and Nate and other people that live and pay taxes here in Tennessee. So it's. It's bought and paid for for us. And so th- the problem was, though, that there was some group that had rented that place from the city, I guess. And they decided to sell tickets to go in there to watch the fireworks. Well, me being the smart ass that I am <laughs> was like, that's a public building. I don't have to pay for it. I don't have to buy a ticket to go in there. And so on the corner where there's a uh, room to go on the balcony so you could be right on the river, uh, there was a fence and it was slightly open. So I took me and my family on the, and we hung out on the balcony and for a while we were fine. Nobody said anything. Nobody was around. We weren't impeding anybody's view or anything like that. And about probably an hour before the, the fireworks happened, the cops showed up and cause somebody called him over there and they're like, Hey, you guys can't be back here. And I said, well, how come sir? Why can't we be back here? He was like, well, there's a sign posted there. I was like, well, the gate was open. And uh, he's like, well, they're selling tickets to come in here. I was like, is, it, isn't, is this public property? He's like, yeah, it's public property. I was like, so what, like, if I don't leave, what will happen? <laughs> he's like, ah, probably nothing. I was like, so you're, you're not going to arrest me if I don't leave, right? He's like, no, I'm not going to arrest you, but I, it would be nice if you, if you left. And I was like, why? <laughs> you know, saying those types of things. And it's like, it, it's so crazy to me like watching cops violate people's rights for no reason whatsoever. I just got a notification.
1: The three other officers are, are going to be charged in Floyd's death and murder, a murder count will be involved. So for the other three, yeah, for the other officers. So just got
0: that notification came across. Somebody in the live group said it's murder two. Now did, did they move it up to murder two? Yeah. I think I saw Aaron say that murder three Uh, is so weird. Jeff, sorry, Jeff, charges are now second degree
1: very few states have have murder three i had to look it up and see what it was um that it's it's barely distinguishable from manslaughter um it's it's manslaughter is like you accidentally did something that led to the death of someone and murder three is you were intentionally acting in something that accidentally led to the death of someone and and so yeah the move up to murder two that's fine. That's good on the prosecutor' standpoint anyway because if they wanted murder three uh, they'd need to go for murder two anyway. you guys know how that goes that they if they're gonna plea down they're gonna do anything uh, from what I was hearing from everyone they needed to be going for some higher charges here in the first place. <clears throat> I don't know if they're in a state where they you can only get the thing that you charge for if or if they will bump it down. Throughout the process, you know what I mean. Sometimes, like if you only charge for this and they can't find you guilty of that, then you go free. Uh, but they'll probably in, do some kind of crazy plea deal. In though. some cases, they will charge you, and if it, if they can't find you on one, they'll find it on two or manslaughter or whatever it is. Throughout that, so yeah. I don't know what the deal is in Minnesota. That's so what,
0: that's what Marie said too. Probably be pled down. Yeah, I'm sure they're going to plead guilty to manslaughter or something like that. So they only get you know a couple of years in prison by themselves. Yeah. So no one else can bother them. Yeah. And they'll come out and they can be police officers again in another state. Probably. I, would,
1: I would, I would not, <laughs> I would not want to be a cop in prison. Yeah. No way there. Okay. So once again, on these protests, on these riots and everything the the idea here has to be, you know, what is the idea? Is it black lives matter? Well, is it, is it that human beings should not be murdered by other people? Is it that we want to save the lives of people? The unfortunate, seriously unfortunate part of this, this coming from Breitbart, so I will explain the bias that happens throughout this article, but it does have some information in it too. Um, At least 11 people are dead so far across the U.S. from the protests. That number, by the way, is more than the amount of unarmed black people that were killed by the police in 2019. Uh, That number is actually nine. So we, we have 11 people, and that number is from the Washington Post. So we have 11 people so far, that are dead across the US from these protests. And it's actually more than that, because this does not include um, some of the other ones we're gonna be talking about. So this is, you know, this is terrible. It's, It's sad, it's disgusting. It doesn't do anything for the cause whatsoever. It's a greater loss of life. It's going to be a greater loss of liberty. It's going to be an increase in racism and divide between people. And so that's why we've been talking about this in the way that we have. But it says, since Floyd's May 25th death, it this says at least nine others died during protests and riots against police brutality. Oddly enough, the headline says at least 11 dead. James Skurlock, 22, for example, was a black man shot outside a bar in Omaha, Nebraska on Saturday night. It is believed that the man who owned the bar opened fire out of self-defense. Last night, I lost a son. My kids lost a brother. His daughter lost a father. We want them to go to court, the man's father, James Skirlock Sr., told the Omaha World Herald. We'll be talking about that here in just a minute. So David uh, McAtee, 53, Louisville, Kentucky, was shot and killed on Monday. McAtee owned a barbecue business in Louisville. We talked about this yesterday. He left a great legend behind. He was a good person. Everybody around him would say that. My son didn't hurt anybody. He didn't do nothing to nobody, his mother said. Now, one thing I don't know if we clarified yesterday because I did not have the information. We talked about this, this barbecue joint owner that was known for giving free food to police officers was killed i did not have all the information on that this guy was killed by police he was not killed by protesters he he was killed by police So I wanted to clarify that because I did not have that. Two people were shot dead in Davenport, Iowa after a long night of writing on Sunday night in the city. The Des Moines Register reported one victim was identified as Italia Marie Kelly, 22, who had been attending one of the Floyd protests. She was about to leave the protest when she was reportedly struck by a bullet that hit her in the shoulder and the chest. The other victim, whose name was not released by police, was killed in a separate incident. Two people died in Indianapolis on Saturday night after multiple shootings were reported during the protest. On Late Friday night, a federal protective service officer was shot dead at the federal building in Oakland. Patrick Underwood, 53, uh, was on patrol during the riots when he was shot at, uh, at by someone in a vehicle. Oakland Police Department Chief Susan Manheimer, chief, department chief Susan Manheimer, told KGO that the attack was most likely targeted at cops. A 20-year-old, 20 21-year-old man from Detroit was killed on Friday night after an unknown person approached the Dodge Caliber sitting in the parking lot. The unknown suspect approached the vehicle and opened fire into it. The victim died from his injuries at a local hospital. KMOV reported the man in St. Louis died after falling underneath a FedEx truck, driving away from protesters on Saturday morning. And then uh, we've got the one that was not included in this is the story we'll talk about. I'll have Charlie do. Um, A retired St. Louis police captain died while trying to protect his friend's pawn shop last night. Uh, So, Charlie, if you want to take us through that article from USA Today.
0: Yeah, coming from USA Today out of St. Louis, a retired police captain who died during a night of violent protests was trying to protect his friend's pawn shop, his widow said. David Dorn's last moments were caught on video and apparently posted on Facebook Live, though the video has since been taken down. He was killed by people who had broken into Lee's pawn and jewelry and his body found on the sidewalk at about 2.30 a.m. Tuesday. No arrests have been made. His death came on a violent night in St. Louis where four officers were shot. Officers were pelted with rocks and fireworks and 55 businesses were burglarized or damaged, including a convenience store that burned. Police also shot and gravely injured a burglary suspect who they say shot at officers. Dorn was a friend of the pawn shop's owner and frequently checked on the business when alarms went off. His wife, St. Louis police Sergeant Anne-Marie Dorn, told the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. David Dorn served 38 years on the St. Louis police force before retiring in October of 2007. He then became chief of Malign Acres, a small town in St. Louis County. Former St. Louis County Police Chief Tim Fitch knew Don for 30 years and said they became close friends when Dorn and his wife were leading the St. Louis Police Department's Explorers Program for young people interested in law enforcement careers. Uh, He was very dedicated to youth, especially disadvantaged youth, said Fitch. Uh, He wanted to see them succeed. He wanted to be a role model for those young men and women to go into law enforcement. Dorn's personality was bigger than life, Fitch said. He was a fun guy and a happy guy. You never had to wonder what he was thinking when somebody did something incredibly stupid like a crime because he would just say it as he saw it. When he took over as chief in Maline Acres, Dorn made it clear that his officers would be held to the strictest of standards. He wanted them to do the right thing all the time, Fitch said. The Ethical Society of Police, which represents black officers in St. Louis, said in a news release that Dorn was a type of brother that would have given his life to save them if he had to. So So was Dorn a black officer? Yeah. yeah.
1: Um so this is the, you know, this is the part of this that doesn't make any sense because this move in this is supposed to be Black Lives Matter. And this was just the attempted Looting and theft and rioting of a store that this guy was trying to protect. And it didn't matter that he was black. It mattered that they wanted the things that were in the pawn shop. That That's what actually mattered. That was the important part that they were actually worried about. They were worried about getting the TVs that were in the store. They were not worried about black lives. They were not worried about police brutality. They killed the volunteer retired police officer who was black so they could get the TVs that were in the store. Mm. And that's the disgusting part of this. And it, it, it's infuriating. And it's really sad. I mean, I, I saw, I, I've never seen so many videos of dead and mangled bodies before. Like this, this is disgusting, it's, what's happening right now. And people should be upset. Like where's, where's the protest over this? Where, where, where are the people screaming Black Lives Matter over this guy getting killed? Where are they? They're, they don't care. It doesn't fit the narrative. It doesn't fit the idea. Okay? It's, it can't be racist that violent looters killed a black guy while they were trying to loot a store. That can't be racist. This guy just died because he happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time, right? I mean, that, that's all it was. In fact, it was probably white supremacists that killed him, more than likely. He was, so, working yeah, was
0: working for white supremacists. Yeah, he
1: was working for white supremacists. So
0: he's wearing a police uniform, so Yeah. He's Mar- no longer black.
1: Maurice said one silver lining is that the gun control debate should be dead now. And I completely agree. I don't I don't think that there this has been one thing where people shoot themselves in the foot having no principles whatsoever and making terrible arguments. There are a few arguments that are completely dead now. The argument that if you are not social distancing, then you are contributing to the death of upwards of a million people in the United States yeah. is dead. That argument is completely dead. In fact, there were lines of nurses around the country that were outside clapping for the protest while they've been posting all these heartfelt videos about how terrible it is so far. So it, it, th- this argument is dead. And I think that's why the market, by the way, has been rebounding and going crazy because people realize that there is no there is no lockdown there's there is no lockdown if you don't want there to be a lockdown and no one is going to follow the argument that it is bad for people to congregate in large groups outside that argument is completely gone and likewise the argument against the second amendment is going to be gone as well we have countless examples now in recent memory over the last week where you will never be able to get the argument passed that we can't own our own guns
0: and in fact, the the argument over the pandemic, no one's even talking about it. Like coronavirus doesn't even exist anymore. Like no, Have you seen any news stories on COVID-19? I'd whatsoever?
1: Ba- barely, except for that it's starting to decrease and that things are getting better. Although I did see a nice article posted this morning by CNN answering the important question of whether or not it's safe for you to go out and go grocery shopping and shopping at malls and things like that. Um, talking about how it's still, it's not entirely safe. So
0: we need to be going around with six foot ruler <laughs> yeah. at these riots. Yeah. Keeping everybody six safe. Six foot ruler. <laughs> yeah. And you see everybody, even protesters out with their masks on that are, they have the mask pulled down. Yeah. And I'm like, you're not, uh, whatever.
1: So Austin is asking about the, the idea that there should be mandatory insurance for police officers uh, for paying for this. That's been one of the ideas that's been brought up. I think that that's something that, Is an is an option. Now the mandatory part would, to me, would only come from the fact that they're government officers. So that would be mandatory. If we had privatized police, I wouldn't make it mandatory. That would be on a case by case basis. I don't think that the insurance thing is a solution to the problem. What I said about the insurance was that if the law does not change, if the qualified immunity doesn't change, if it's not illegal for police officers to do some of the things that they're doing then the insurance company is not going to pay out any money so the the insurance does nothing unless there is a change in some of the laws. So the, the insurance thing is a nice idea. Uh, And we talked about a little bit. Um, He said, uh, yeah, and that's, that's the other thing we're talking about. The, the uh, police officers unions taking some of their money, their pension money to, to pay back towards that. And he's saying, wouldn't that lead to increased, uh bribes in, increased you know police officers covering for each other Uh yeah it it probably would yeah. none of this changes unless the underlying problem changes so uh, we're you know we're free to discuss any possible ideas the root cause the root causes have to be changed
0: right and the root cause of all this is way yeah. too many laws yeah way too many policies way too many ways that the police can hold power over you and uh, one thing I liked, you know, cause we like to talk about solutions here when, and one of the best organizations at solutions is young Americans for Liberty and the president for young Americans for Liberty, Cliff Maloney, who we've interviewed on the show before. If you haven't listened to it, go back. Great guy. Um, he was also, uh, he's a, one of the 30 under 30 guys. He's been leading young Americans for Liberty as their president uh, since he was like 26 or 27. So uh pretty awesome guy. They're doing great stuff over there, but he said he posted this on, on his Instagram. This was three days ago. He said, George Floyd was murdered. May his soul rest in peace and may his memory be eternal. And may we as a people take this horrific tragedy and use it to make sure it never happens again. So let's talk solutions. Number one, qualified immunity for police officers must end. We've talked about that Two, mandatory body camps. So, having body cams on every single police officer. They passed that by the way in Nashville, like four years ago. And they still say they don't have funding for it. Uh, number three, internal affairs administered externally. So you would have a private organization or, or at least some type of, uh, community oversight, which is what they have in Nashville. Now they have a community oversight board, um, so that they can no longer investigate themselves yeah be like oh well we didn't find any wrongdoing
1: that's what they did in nashville was the community oversight like that was their big reform was an oversight committee and but it's but it's community led though yeah that's i mean i guess that's better um it's, it, it's better than, right than being direction. it's better than being a pol- like a police oversight committee a government oversight committee yeah. i will agree with that the mandatory body cams thing by the way is is great. We don't typically like the word mandatory, but once again, these are people who work for the government, so they're going to have to be okay with mandatory things. Um, the problem is we had some instances last night where magically some of the police officers' body cams were turned off when some some instances happened. Mm-hmm. And so there will have to be rules put in place for police officers. You aren't on duty unless your body cam is on. In fact, that thing's going to be connected to our cell towers, and we can check in on it at any time.
0: And, and if you, you discharge your you, service weapon, like you have to be, or anything like that, it has to be self defense. Yeah,
1: you got to charge the thing. If that thing is not charged and on and has enough charge for your, uh, for you know your hours, you have to be on the clock. Then you're not going to be on the clock. You're going to be on a camera. You're an officer of the government who has the authority to use force over individuals in our society, and you're going to have a camera
0: yep. on you. Uh, number four, he said in the use of military equipment with local police, I don't disagree with that either. And these are all steps in the right direction. I don't think this is the end all be all, but these are actual solutions that we could use to, to, to have steps in the right direction. Number five, end no knock raids. That is a no brainer. Like the fact that the police can get away with no knock raids is just unfathomable, unfathomable to me. Yeah. That's a hard word to say. Kind of, I don't know why. It's unfathomable It's an
1: unfathomable word to say,. Honestly. yes, it is.
0: yeah. Number six, in mandatory minimums. These six solutions are real. This isn't a slogan or some bullshit campaign rhetoric. This isn't a vague statement about ending systematic racism. This isn't a comment about the looters, rioters, or Trump, or Biden. I challenge all of you to take the energy and pain you you're feeling right now and work with me on these six solutions that young Americans for liberty and advocates of criminal justice reform have been pushing for a decade. Join us.
1: There you go. Great. They got a lot of people elected last night. By the way, yeah, there they were did. some I, primaries.
0: I, I just saw that. And that's. That, I mean, a ton incredible. of
1: incredible. Yeah, they 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 won a lot of elections for some of their primary see, one, candidates.
0: Let's see, they have 10, um, ten ten people, ten people in uh, Indiana, and we've got. Uh, hang on, I'm getting a call. Did they help out with the one in uh, Iowa? Yeah. I have to take this call, so keep it going. Okay, sorry. We'll do. Hold on a sec.
1: Charlie's securing the new contract right now for the uh, healthcare side of the business. So I'm going to go through this next article real quick. I'm not going to read you the headline of the article until after we've talked about what's in it. And I'm going to read you what the headline says. And hopefully that will get some of the point across from what's coming out of our media. So it says, During protests in Omaha, Nebraska over the weekend, an activist was shot and killed by a bar owner after a fight broke out. The county attorney said the shooter will not face charges because he was defending himself. James Skerlock, 22, was killed by Jacob Gardner, the owner of the High fi Bar and Gatsby Bar in Omaha's Old Market neighborhood, around midnight Saturday in the midst of the protest against police brutality and George Floyd's death. The Douglas County Attorney's Office determined Gardner acted in self-defense after interviewing the shooter and reviewing videos of the incident. There was a consensus that the actions of the shooter were justified, County Attorney Don Cleen said during the briefing Monday. There wasn't any big disagreement about what happened here. According to the prosecutors, the incident followed an altercation involving Gardner's father who pushed several protesters when asking them to leave the bar. A grainy surveillance video of the shooting played during the briefing shows that Gardner backed up and pointed a gun after two people tackled him in the street. He initially fired two shots into the air, that did not hit anyone after Skurlock, the person who was killed jumped on gardner's back gardner can be heard saying get off me many times before fatally shooting scurlock once in the clavicle Skurlock was taken to a local hospital where he died from his injuries i did not read the title of this article by the way charlie i'm going to read it afterwards because it's ridiculous mr gardner as we know now has said i did what i did to defend myself and we find that we can't disprove that from the evidence that we have Klein said in response to outrage on social media Klein added that there was not any racial tone to the conversations between scurlock and gardner gardner was taken into police custody and released sunday prosecutors say is an expired concealed carry permit nebraska state senator justin wayne speaking on behalf of the scurlock family condemned the decision monday he said they are continuing to explore all legal options in this community we prosecute black and brown individuals a lot more for things like what we just a lot more for things like we just watched. Wayne said, referring to the surveillance footage. It's easy to talk to someone when they're alive. It's easy to get their version of the story when they can talk. We don't know what James would have said. Signing the state's self-defense law, Wayne tweeted, none of the circumstances were present. None. The state of Nebraska does not allow you to use deadly force to defend property. Well, what about when someone's on your back tackling you Right. like, like this guy was? How about that? Can you, can you use force to defend yourself then? Further, it is not a valid defense if you could have retreated when someone was on top of you. On your back. If you could have retreated. So that's what you're supposed to do now, by the way. When people are uh, breaking into your property and they are attacking you or they are getting physical with you, the number one rule is you need to retreat. That's the answer. That's how we stop violence, by the way, is when violent people do violent things, the people who are being aggressed upon just retreat. That's what's supposed to happen. That's, That's what you're supposed to do. I honestly feel that if Mr. Gardner's dad would have kept his hands to himself, the incident would have never happened in the beginning. Scurlock's father, James Scurlock II, told CBS News affiliate KMTV, Once again, I ask that we investigate this, and I ask my people to stand by me strong, but do it peacefully. In an interview Tuesday with KMTV, Scurlock's mother said she feels broken over the death of her son, who she called Juju. He was vivacious. He lived life to the fullest. He was adventurous. He had such a big heart and was a mama's boy. Scorlock's brother, Nicholas Harden, said loss is especially devastating because Skirlock had a newborn daughter. He has a heart of gold and anybody can tell you that. Harden said he was trying to protect people's lives, he was a hero. He has a daughter that is not even one and he changed his life around, he was settling down. The family called for further investigation in the case and also urged protesters to remain peaceful, saying they didn't want Scorlock's name to be used as a justification for violence. So that's good. The family's the family of the person who was killed. Is at least saying that they want any protest to remain peaceful and not to be used as justification for violence. So, that is good. So, you know, I'm not I'm not going to attack the guy personally or his family or anything like that. But you are talking about someone who was uh, unlawfully breaking into someone's business in someone's business that they did not want to be in there, and then when told to leave, would not leave. Uh, when pushed by the person's father physically to try and leave the place, uh, then got violent and jumped on the back of the person, who fired two warning shots into the air, asking them to leave, and then nothing happened, so ended up getting shot. Okay, we'll just point it that
0: way. After tackling.
1: After tackling someone. Yes. So do you guys want to know what the headline of the article is? A white bar owner in Omaha shot and killed a black protester. He won't face charges. That's the headline of the article. So if you want to ask yourself, how is it that people are so upset, people are so mad that we have so much divisiveness, that there's so much fuel on the fire right now, this is how. This is exactly how. I just read you that article about someone who was being attacked, who defended themselves. I cut out a few other words, by the way. I read it as an activist was shot and killed by a bar owner. The actual article says a black activist was shot and killed by a white bar owner i cut that out when i first read when i read the first paragraph this is disgusting and this is exactly why things like this are happening
0: this is exactly the reason why right there and according to all the evidence that we have that he was attacked yeah fired warning they have shots. video of it the guy it's, had it's surveillance video, video. Like, the cops please- looked at the video and decided that he acted in self-defense right and they even took him in still. They took him in to, to make sure. They still arrested him. They still arrested him to make sure. And the prosecution looked at the video and they were like, ah, that's very clear. The story matches up. It's it's clear and plain as day. You d- Like, don't attack people. But then, of course, the media wants to put a spin on it just to create a further divide, to get more clicks, to get all, all of this stuff. There's no doubt that obviously racism is wrong, and police killing black people is wrong, and police killing anybody really is wrong because police aren't supposed to be executioners. The whole system is messed up. Everyone gets that. This does nothing to help the problem at all. They in don't, fact, th- it just makes it
1: worse. They're not interested but in helping the problem. They don't. Yeah, that's the thing. They, they, they don't the care.
0: Problem. They don't care. They want the. You're, you're right. They want the problem. They perpetrate the problem.
1: People got sick of coronavirus, and they need a new problem. That this is what has to happen. And and the and what Maurice said the effective the most effective devil in America, uh, media and I agree with that. Now you know I I was thinking about this earlier. Obviously, I have all of my ill feelings towards the government, the state, the power. People need to be personally responsible. People need to look up information on their own. But the media, what the media has been perpetrated, perpetrating well throughout our entire lives, forever really. But it's, it's obviously gotten worse. What the media has been perpetrating and what they have always done is disgusting. This is why you have calls for some type of policing over the media. I don't think that that's a good idea. I think that we have to call out things like this and get them to change. The people have to change. They'll change the articles if the people change. And so people are going to have to rise above this. But like I said, this does exactly what they want it to, which is make a lot of people mad. Make a lot of people feel like this guy was killed by a racist white bar owner. And that's simply not the case. Most people only read the article headlines. And all you got was that a white guy killed a black guy and there won't be any charges. That's all that you saw. A black protester. A black protester who was in someone's business being asked to leave by the owner of the business and then got physically violent with the people and they defended themselves. But he is a black protester. That's what he is. So the,
0: it's completely disgusting. It's disgusting. So, the police macing people, for no reason, disgusting. Yeah. The way the, the media perpetrates this is disgusting. It's all disgusting.
1: So this, you know, well, I'm going to play another video real quick because, you know, we have to ask, are we making any headway here? Are, you know, I titled this something like, this isn't about saving black lives. And it's not, you can tell it's not. This is about a much deeper, much deeper problem. I think that the same problems that we've been talking about for a long time, we can call it socialism, we can call it tribalism, we can call it the group think, the-, the Fascism The even. fascism, anything, any badism that there is, the inability to take personal responsibility, the welfare state, bad economics, the war on drugs, all of these things are now showing themselves and it's coming through in this, this is the form that it's taking. And it's the people who are statistically the most economically disadvantaged that are now the first people rising up and it's coming in the name of a race war. But I don't think that that is what is at the very bottom basis of it. I think that that is a a lot of people obviously, honestly feel this way, but I don't think that that is at the basis of what the media wants obviously of what antifa wants of what a lot of people on the left want i don't think that it is at the basis of that whatsoever um i'll play a couple things that uh, seeing if this is actually about how black lives matter um we got a couple videos here this one was good um all of this stuff Okay. Anyway. And like, uh, Marie said, um, you know, I don't, I don't know this guy. I don't follow him. This video came across my feed, so I don't, I don't know what else he posts. That is a Rob Smith right there. Um, you know, don't, don't typically agree with what all he had to say about the police precinct. That is the police precinct that was burned down that we talked about. And you know, I, I don't really condone violence in any kind of way. There could be, very potentially be innocent police officers who have never done anything badly uh bad to anyone that that were in there mm-hmm. but if you're going to target your hatred towards anyone it needs to be towards that and not towards the auto zone or towards the grocery store or the, or liquor, toward, store uh, the or... liquor store any of any of that stuff so so that's that's important and then i've got one other thing here real quick hopefully you guys like the videos and stuff like that i've got a bunch of good videos i i was wanting to play today um this lady was good too Okay, so once again, I mean, that's it, it's it's heartbreaking that this is happening.
0: I'm glad. Not only does she know, work there, she's a part owner. Yeah, she's a part she's like, owner. Like this, is like I put my blood, sweat, and tears into this, and you have no respect for it whatsoever. And it's you know, as you mentioned with the police precinct, that's the like if you're going to burn anything, that's the appropriate place to go. Yeah, why destroy other people's livelihoods? Like this woman who's, it's not what this is about. Like this woman who's black, you know, does her life matter? Apparently not. Or because she's in the system of capitalism and she's trying to build up the community and she's trying to forge a business and she's trying to help people out and she's trying to make a better life for herself and her family. she's not black enough. She doesn't know the real suffering because she, what'd she say? Get a job like I do. Yeah. Like I have. Yeah. You know, she said, you need money, get a job. You're just taking an opportunity to steal things. And it's this whole, this whole thing is a mess. Get your brooms,
1: get your brooms. It's
0: a mess. Get your brooms.
1: So speaking of, um, what was just said that the, the people that are rioting, they, they think that some black lives matter. Those are the ones that get killed by white cops. And that's, and that's it. You know that that seems to be the consensus here. Um, like I said, I've got a lot of videos, and uh, we'll talk. This will be the last one, and then we got to talk about this last thing from um, the the guy who started BET is uh, has put out his demands for what this is all about. So we'll go through that here in just a minute after this. But I think it's a good idea to preface this with uh, what what this lady was saying. Um, it was interesting here. The, this is a it's a black woman arguing with a a a white woman who is trying to convince her that she's been oppressed, and she's arguing with it. And it's just interesting to watch the 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 white woman not accepting from her that this is not the way to go. I mean, not that all the skin color should should completely matter in this, but I can't imagine the the self hatred that goes into arguing with a person of color over whether or not they've been oppressed in in their lives it's 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 interesting it's very interesting so um, let's see last one.
0: Okay, so that's enough. That's enough of that. That's uh that's interesting. It
1: it is. She she makes a lot of good points. Um, you know, and the person arguing with her tries to come back on a lot of it. Uh it was just really interesting to watch and, and just trying to think of some of the things that she was saying. Um obviously you get the argument of there's black on black crime all the time and you don't see any protests about that. That's only when a white person kills a black person that you get a protest about it. So that that's true that now i think that the the reasoning behind it is what people are upset about the black person getting killed specifically because they're a black person that creates a whole new level of unfairness between people but it's terrible when people get killed at any time you have to accept that anytime
0: a human being we've been against death for a very long time very strongly against death all right so the other day you said you didn't know if it was from the beginning or not but yeah i mean I, since i've been born i think i've been against death well you know they'll see
1: you did have that that warmongering phase like we like we all did you yeah know? it's true so you were you know i did too you know i, I was i had a w bumper sticker on my car man <laughs> all right no but she makes good points and and she says you know when a white person gets killed you don't see a white lives matter protest and the person says well you see people posting white lives matter all the time and I had a point about that, which is that when you're, I think you specifically feel a reason to defend yourself. Like when you're attacking people and say black lives matter, people feel a need to say all lives matter or white lives matter because that's true because all lives do matter. That that's true. You're not saying that black lives don't matter. You're saying that all of our lives should matter equally. It is this, should we treat people differently because of the color of their skin or, or should we not? And I th- I think the point there is that you don't see a white lives matter protest unless you see the black lives matter protest where people feel attacked and they feel diminished and they feel like, why aren't we talking about everyone who gets killed all the time? Is what she's trying to say. But what I really loved is that she, she said that she is that she's free, that if you have the skills and you, and you want to do something that you can do it, That, that that's
0: there's, there's no one stopping you. Yeah. From doing things. Well, that's what she said. That was the best was like, look, you stop believing that you're oppressed. Here's the thing. Everyone's oppressed. Everyone. Not all for the same reasons. Not all for the same reasons. No, but everyone is oppressed. And the good message about what she was saying is, is that it's up to you. Now, there are things stacked against certain people, but there are people that get cancer. There are people that their kids get cancer. Their father dies. Their family dies in a car wreck. And like, you want to talk about reasons for not wanting to live life. Like there are all kinds of ways in which people are oppressed and it's up to you. The mindset is up to you what that to decide, you know, what are you going to do with your life? You can sit there and this is what I don't like most about the protests and the riots and the looting and the violence is you can sit there and be hateful and resentful and act that out and you see what it causes. It causes destruction or you can be, um, You can be somebody advocating for actual solutions and saying that Yes, there are problems with the criminal justice system that we need to work on and we need to fix. Here are six ways that we can start to make change. You know, burning down targets, not one of them, but ending no knock raids is who's with me. You know, those types of things to to, yes, make progress and improve the lives of people to have more freedom and more liberty to pursue a life of meaning to protect life and pursue a life of meaning so they can contribute to to society. If you sit here and you tell people you belong to a group and therefore you're you are oppressed. Like where do you think you can go in life? If you believe that you can't get ahead, that you can't do anything in your life because well yeah, I just I can't do anything because I'm oppressed. Like what do you, where do you think that takes you? It takes you nowhere. And then when things like this happen, you become part of the problem, not the solution.
1: We're, we're all oppressed every day by the government in some kind of a right. way. We've got to find a way to overcome it. We're, we're trying to change things as we go along, but it can't become an excuse all the time. And we can't take it out on people who have nothing to do with it, who have nothing to do with the problem. That's the thing that bothers me the most about this is that either we're all individuals who should be judged on an individual basis by the things that we've done in our lives, or we should look at people as they're in groups and we'll group them in in some kind of a way and we'll attack anyone who's in that group. You you can't be fighting racism and be grouping people into groups and punishing them based on the group that they're in at the same time.
0: You can't do both of them. But that white girl told the black girl like, well, you're just an individual. What about the rest of the group?
1: Yeah, and that's, that was her response. Like, <laughs> no, oh, well, that's true. That's on that's your individual experience. basis. Like, exactly. It is her experience on an yeah. individual basis. Either she's a member of a group that's oppressed or she's an individual. Which one is it?
0: And and that's the problem. We're, we're moving further and further away yeah, from the individualism. White girl, Jeff was saying, telling her she has to be a victim. The white girl was like, I can't believe you're not a victim. Yeah. I can't believe that you're... You're not out here, you know, screaming to kill all the cops. I can't believe it. Yeah. How are you not a victim? And at the end of the video, I'm actually. I'm telling you, the, as a white person with privilege, I'm telling you, you don't have any.
1: I I stopped it beforehand, but someone yelled shame on you at her, at the black woman who was, who was, who was yelling, yelled shame on you at her. Like, shame on you for saying that people can get ahead if they try. Yeah. Don't even try. Don't even try. You know what? You know what you should try really hard at is busting down glass and stealing things and then setting the building on fire. That's what you should attempt to do tonight because you have no other options. Shame on you for saying that people can make their own decisions in life and get ahead if they try really hard. Shame on you for giving people hope that there's actually a way to do this.
0: That's just crazy. It's,
1: man. Uh, And so this moves us on to uh, what was the most egregious thing that I found so far, uh, which is really what I believe,
0: the the basis of all of this. So Marie says, I'm trying to help you with my privilege. That's what the white girl is doing. I know. Listen, like, I have all the privilege. Listen to me. I'm trying to help you. You're oppressed. Stop pretending like you're not. I'm telling you this is the way. Shut up, black lady, and listen to me. Right, I'm exa- white. Exactly. <laughs> you're oppressed. And I'm like, how in the world is that? Uh, can you even? I don't, I, I don't have no idea how you even get to that conclusion. It's just... It's just unbelievable to me.
1: So now we get to the demand we get to what I believe is uh, very much at the root basis of, of the problem, which is from the founder of BET and what, what his solution is right now, which is money, by the way. It's money. Of course. It's Black Lives Matter. Don't kill people. Give us money and everything will be fine. That's, that's what it is. So, Charlie, do you want to go ahead? It's your turn.
0: Yes, I will read this for you. BET founder. This is coming from the Dolly from the Daily Wire. Thanks, Ben. BET founder Robert Johnson. Somebody, some people call him Bobby. (laughs) Robert Johnson calls for $14 trillion in reparations for slavery. The founder of Black Entertainment Television says the federal government should pay out $14 trillion to Black Americans as reparations for slavery. Robert Johnson, a billionaire, said Monday on CNBC that the wealth disparity in the United States and police brutality against blacks are are the cause of violent protests across the country. To fix the problem, pay out trillions, Johnson said. "Ah, Yeah. Problem solved. Problem solved. Just pay out trillions. Paid people a bunch of money. That's always that's always worked in the past, hasn't it?
1: That's what this is. This is a this is a this is the demand we're going to we're going to burn your shit until you give us money.
0: Uh, quote, now is the time to go big, he said. Wealth transfer is what's needed. Think about this. Since it's coming ge-
1: from a billionaire black man, by the way. Right. Uh, but but no one can get ahead. We need to pay out reparations. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Since two hundred plus years or so of slavery, labor taken with no compensation is a wealth transfer. Denial of access to education, which is a primary driver of accumulation of income and wealth, is a wealth transfer. Johnson said reparations would be the affirmative action program of all time, delivering a message to white Americans that damages are owed for slavery and the decades of racism that followed. Quote, short answers to long, horrific questions about the stain of slavery are not going to solve the inequality problem. Johnson said (laughs) he's a billionaire. Exactly. (laughs) We need to focus on wealth creation and wealth generation and do that. And to do that, we must bring the uh, descendants of slaves into equality with this nation. And that's what I propose in this $14 trillion proposal to provide reparations, not only for the sin or the atonement of the sin of slavery and Jim Crowism and desegregation, both de facto and de jure, but to cause America to live up to the concept and the notion that this nation was born on the idea of American exceptionalism. Quote, damages is a normal factor in a capitalist society for when you have been deprived for certain rights. Johnson said, if this money goes into the pockets like the coronavirus stimulus checks, that Based, money is going by the to way, return back to the economy.
1: The damages are placed on the person who caused the damages, by the way. So saying that damages are a normal function in capitalist society. Damages are owed by the person who caused the damages. Right name. Show, you know what? I will totally agree. Find me a slave owner and we will, we will make them pay reparations. Find them for me. And, I, and I, will, I will sign on to that law. Go
0: ahead. Agreed. Johnson has been calling for reparations for years. I'm not new to this challenge, he said. But he said he does not support more, bu- uh, bureau- uh, more bureaucratic programs that don't deliver and don't perform. I'm talking about cash. We are a society based on wealth. That's the foundation of capitalism. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not.
1: The foundation of capitalism is that you provide things in society that other people deem valuable.
0: The foundation of capitalism is free markets. Yeah. It's the ability to freely trade uh, and what per- people perceive as value. You're right. If we take that big leap, I'm convinced that the problems that we confront today can be solved. But it takes big, bold action and $14 trillion in reparations for damages uh, visited upon the heirs of slaves is, is an appropriate statement. In a later written statement, Johnson said, Is $14 trillion too much to ask for the atonement of 200 plus years of brutal slavery, de facto and de jure government sponsored social and economic discrimination, and the permanent emotional trauma inflicted upon black Americans by being forced to believe in a hypocritical and unfulfilled pledge that all men are created equal? Now, there's no doubt. That the, you know, the founders in this country, there's a big, you know, there's a big mistake that they made mm-hmm. in all men are created equal and then not treating uh, black people as equals. Um, and that obviously the slave trade was wrong. Slavery is wrong. Slavery of any kind is wrong. Um, even paying people not what the, what they're worth is wrong, I think, in my book. Um Even working three months for free for the government is wrong. Yeah. Because if you figure out you pay about 20, 25% in taxes, and that's three months, three months out of your life, every single year that you
1: work for free. If you work, you're a slave to the government, not to the person who's freely paying you the money because you can leave at any time, but you are not allowed to earn a living and not have to give that money to your owners who are the U.S. government. They will remove three months of your life. They will absolutely do that.
0: And look, there are, and I'm. there's no doubt in my mind, I don't think you can say that black Americans have always had a fair shake at the free economy. They definitely have been held back more than anyone else. Definitely.
1: And I, I mean, I 100% agree that people are still uh, that I'll, I'll use the word victims People are still victims of the Jim Crow laws, of the racism in the U.S. that existed, obviously, over a long period of time. That there were people who were not able to get adequate schooling, even if they wanted to. They were not able to work. Their families were not able to build up wealth. They, they were not able to obtain all the education that other people could ob- could obtain. There were all kinds of things, and that problem continues on in generations they're also victims to the war on drugs. They're their fathers and mothers being pulled and put in cages because they had plants on them or, or whatever it is, plants or powder, as I always say. They're they're also victims to that at the at the same time. If you want to pay out reparations, pay it to the people who have spent a lot of their lives in cages because they were doing nothing that harmed any other people. If you wanna if you want to pay that out. Then let's talk about those people who are literally slaves who are still in cages right now because they never did anything but hurt themselves. Let's let's have let's start with that conversation. Let's start right there. Now we don't have the money to pay out the reparations for that, but those people
0: could certainly have a case in court for their lives being stolen from them. And here's the other thing: when think about this, because you have to take this idea all the way to its log- logical conclusion. When the money's spent and inequality still exists, what then? What then? Yeah. Because inequality is a much bigger problem than fourteen trillion dollars worth of reparations. There is a there is a bottom ten percent in every single country, in every single place on earth. There's a bottom ten percent in the animal kingdom, there's a bottom ten percent among planets, there's a <laughs> there's a bottom ten percent among galaxies. <laughs> There will always be. How do you actually solve the problem? Well, that's what the way to actually solve the problem is what we talk about every single day on this show is get rid of all of the red tape. He did mention something nice in here. Like, I don't want it done in a bureaucratic way. Get rid of the bureaucracy. Get rid of the red tape, the regulations, the taxes, and everything that holds people back for making them better lives for themselves. What do you think
1: the bureaucracy on a $14 how, trillion dollar reparations plan is going to be? You think that's going to be a small bureaucracy that manages that money? No, no. <laughs> but he doesn't like what he's talking about there is welfare and, and the welfare did, state and how people are having so, to go through this terrible bureaucracy to get that money.
0: And he's not even thinking about this clearly because who is going to who's going to pay for this $14 trillion? Well, it's going to be printed from the Federal Reserve. Yeah, and then who profits? All the white bankers at the Federal Reserve. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're gonna loan you 14 trillion, so you can just blow it all, and then they'll collect all the the money coming back through inflation and all that stuff. And this is the part it's of just the just like you're not even thinking about it. This is the part not of the economics. Take the problem seriously.
1: Like people don't understand economics really. You can have the same conversation with UBI or with anything, any type of welfare programs or anything like that they're not going to solve what the problem is. The problem is there are sectors of society that don't produce as much value as other sectors of society. And that's really all it is. You cannot fake the value. You can't fake it. And so you can't just take $14 trillion and put it in one place and not have that reverberate throughout the entire economy. It will definitely lead to higher prices on everything for sure especially if you inject a bunch of fake money from the federal reserve into the economy and give it to the hands of people to spend all that will do is raise the price of everything by roughly 14 trillion dollars and that and that's pretty much what will happen when you do that the other thing is the money it doesn't exist so either it's going to come from the fed or it's going to come through taxation which is harder on people who do have a lower economic status because you have to pay the sales taxes. You do get money taken out of your check. I realize you get it back, but you have a lower amount of flush cash to pay your bills with throughout the entire year. And so you do have to deal with that. The idea that you can get $14 trillion and not have to pay $14 trillion is a complete fallacy. That's what I'm trying to say. If they take $14 trillion from anywhere, it will have to come from the entire economy and affect the entire economy in some kind of a way including the people that the money's being given to so it's not an actual solution and you want to see a race war you start raising taxes and paying out money specifically to people because specifically because they are black and giving those people money when other people like my mom who had to go through all the stuff that she had to go through and your mom who had to go through all the stuff she had to go through have worked their asses off their entire lives and then other people specifically because of the color of their skin are just given money to live on because of something that that my mom didn't perpetrate and that the person who's receiving the money did not have to live through you want to see a race war you pass a $14 trillion reparations plan. You've never seen racism like what you will see after you pass a $14 trillion reparations plan. That's just the cold, hard truth of the matter. No one will accept that. That will create the largest divide we've ever seen. There, that is not an answer. No one will see it as fair. It is not fair that I am held down because of people who looked like me 200 years ago. That is not fair to me. It's not fair to anyone whatsoever. It's not fair to Charlie. It's not fair to anyone that your life is going to be harder because of people who shared the same skin color as you 200 years ago. That's the exact same racism that everyone else is talking about. It can go both ways. You're going to group people in specifically by their skin colors after that. And you have never seen the violence that will come after this happens. I'm not make that's not a threat. I'm not saying I'm going to perpetrate any violence. What I'm saying is this would completely exacerbate the problem. It's the worst idea. It's 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 a terrible idea. (laughs) You know, it's a good idea. Take away taxation. Take away the regulations. Give people their money back. Give people their money that they earn. Let actually let people actually earn their money. Take away the regulations. Stop making it harder to start a business stop making it harder on people who have started businesses stop doing every single thing you can to make healthcare more expensive to make every single part of everyone's lives more expensive on a daily basis start letting people be free and interact in a free society instead of controlling them and make it harder to climb up the ladders that is how you actually enable people to rise above all of this is to create an actual free market not to further distort the entire problem this is not a solution
0: at all Terrible. it's not even close to being a solution and so, the, yeah the other question maurice brought up earlier is like he's a billionaire yeah how, how did he make his billions through reparations that's how he got his start white it, privilege i guess i don't know <laughs> that must have been it he must he must know the only way is he must have known the, the right white people it's, it's just, so ridiculous like, what kind of ro- what kind of a role model if you're someone
1: uh, if you're if you're a, a child who's black that's growing up what kind of role model is that for someone who is black and a billionaire to be told that the only way you're going to get ahead in life is if money is taken from other people and then given to you what kind of value on your own self-worth does that give anyone at all that's what i see as a major problem like that there's no self-worth in that at all you are never told that you have worth if you're told the only way that you're ever gonna have money is if it's forcefully taken from other people and given to you, that you're not gonna create value for other people in society. You're gonna to have to steal value from other people. That it's one of the most disgusting messages that you can have for people, especially younger generations growing up. I'm, I'm, I'm sad for the younger generations growing up because we keep the cycle going all the time. Like if you're young, and you've never experienced racism ever, if everyone that is 10 years old or younger, no racism ever happened ever again, from their points, it wouldn't matter. Because they're all told at a young age that this is a problem and that it exists. And everyone grows up with this in their minds for their entire lives. And I'm sad for the people that are growing up seeing this because they could have lived in a world where we actually started to solve some of these problems. And instead, they're being indoctrinated to believe that this is a problem that that can only be solved through more government and that the white people are holding people down and you wouldn't be able to change the society like that you you would not be able to change it whenever your children are growing up being told this from a very young age that there's just no way to fix it at at that point this
0: has to stop somehow This whole, as i said as i mentioned earlier like This whole situation is a mess, but it's also, quite frankly, disgusting. And the way to solve these problems is to adopt the ideas we talk about every single day on this show. Every single day is less government. Get rid of the unnecessary laws, which are most of them. The rules, the regulations, the authority that people have, the unaccountability. All of those different types of things all need to go. They all need to go. And this will reduce if not eliminate most of the the white on black crime the white police officers killing blacks blacks killing blacks whites killing blacks blacks killing whites asians killing somewhere they're probably killing people too somewhere like whatever it
1: is have you seen all the posts about the rooftop koreans no (laughs) it's hilarious it's and you have to show them to i'll have to show them to you
0: yeah latinos (laughs) whatever it is it doesn't matter like you in the war on drugs All of these different things that we talk about are actual real solutions to getting to the actual uh, the real solutions to getting to the place where we want to be, where people can live freely and peacefully and pursue their desires and their wants and their dreams. And they can take their ideas as far as they want them to go, no matter what the color of your skin is, uh, the color of your skin is your economic status, anything. If you remove all of these barriers out of people's way, then who knows what we could achieve as a human race, right? We look at all we've been able
1: to do despite, I mean, we just, we just sent two people in the space using a private company, uh, you know, that's owned and operated by an African-American.
0: Technically (laughs) he's from South Africa. (laughs) I had,
1: I had the, epiphany this morning that elon musk was an african-american because he's from africa <laughs> and it, for some reason that just cracked me up so bad I don't, I don't know why yeah i was like come on we just had that first african-american sent people into space <laughs>
0: like come you on it if you looked at
1: the guy <laughs> <laughs> he's from africa yeah. <laughs> what else how else could you be an african-american other than the fact that you're literally from africa yeah. like the and
0: you're in america Now I think (laughs) South Africa was definitely an England territory for a long time, but, uh, but But you're right. We don't,
1: we don't say Nigerian American or, or Jib, American or whatever that, you know, we don't say Ethiopia, we say African American, the continent of Africa. So in that light, Elon Musk is an African American. (laughs) He just is another billionaire. You can't deny it. He's from (laughs) South Africa, which is part of Africa. Okay. Yeah. So. Anyway, that there's no re- there's really no no point in that. I just thought that that was hilarious when that dawned on me this morning. Yeah. So anyway, guys. Um I do have to go, so we gotta wrap this up, man. Charlie, gotta go. Uh, if you're interested in trading, go to mastermytrades.com. You get a seven-day free trial if you are interested in learning all about the market, support resistance, how I analyze the pre-market every single morning with some of these fine people in this live group right now. We analyze the market, pick out the specific points that we're gonna be taking trades on some of these low float stocks, your, your small we're cap fast you what to, movers. We're not
0: telling you what to take. I'm
1: not telling you to take it. I'm saying yeah. openly what I'm gonna take if this happens. That's that's all I'm potentially. saying. Potentially, potentially. Yeah, that, that's it. So, if you are interested in finding out how we make those determinations every single day, and how you can learn some of the strategies for yourself and find the best strategy that works for your brain, you're not going to be able to force yourself to trade something that doesn't work for you. You you should always find something that works for your risk tolerance and and your preference, your time preference, your schedule. There's so many opportunities, unlimited opportunities to make money in the market. You, you don't believe me? These healthcare stocks, since coronavirus struck, some of the biggest moving stocks you've ever seen. In all 300, these,
0: 400, 500 All 500%. these little biotech
1: stocks, you get a news item that says we're working on a coronavirus vaccine and the thing pops 200%. Okay, so there's literally the top gapper on Monday was a maker of body cams. There are always options to make money in the market. There are new options every single day. So just because things are looking crazy does not mean that there aren't any opportunities out there in the market. The market is moving up, uh, you would think, irrationally right now. Uh, but I think, well, like we said earlier, it has to do with the fact that we're learning that these lockdowns are not going to be a thing. The economy is going to reopen because obviously we're not enforcing people having to be in their homes or not be congregating in large groups. Or anything like that that's that's going away so if you're interested in learning all about that go to mastermytrades.com you can get a seven day free trial if you sign up today go do it
0: also be part of the live group it's very active lots of cool stuff in here you guys can comment you can make jokes we laugh we have a good time you get some pre-show some post show some bonus it some bonuses depending on your tier level but for as little as five bucks a month you get access to the live show it's a lot of fun Lots of great people in here. We got Magoo and Jeff and Sam and Maurice. <laughs> we got Aaron and Mag- Jeff, Magoo Austin, Oh, a bunch of good people in here. So guys join a uh, Patreon for as little as five bucks a month. You can do that by going to patreon.com slash good morning, Liberty. It helps us uh, produce this free content for you. So uh, we like coming here and doing this every single day, but of course all this stuff costs money. So we need just a little bit of your money and that helps it go a very long way uh probably gonna be running some more contests and stuff in the future so stay tuned for all of that we just had our first winner Maurice Jones uh got his money today and so that's really cool um so look for that coming up again uh the contest went really well you guys did a uh just a badass job man if <laughs> I've ever seen one so if you guys do all of that share the show with a friend Keep leaving those ratings and reviews. We appreciate all of them. Do all of that. We'll be back again tomorrow. I hope you guys have a good day and a good morning liberty.
1: That's right.